once again welcome to a new episode of Improvisations on Growth with me, Ein Siedler, Business and Life Coach. My name is Adina Arhiri. This podcast series hosts presenting a new discussion on the broader topic of real innovation. Do each and every one of us play an important role in bringing true innovation to our world? By simply letting go of a psychological security that prompts us to prove how we are better than others in various ways, we can rise above our egos and treat each other as equals. And what would this improve, you may ask? How about equal chances for everyone? Or understanding that being born in a certain place, at a certain time, and having certain parents and skin color is not something that we can control. Do you see how we still derive self-value and self-worth from chance? Yet only by chance someone is born poor or wealthy, green-eyed or blue-eyed, north or south of a region. I invite you to listen to this podcast, keep an open mind, and even be ready to rewire your brain a bit or more. I think what I see a lot happening is that people tend to give themselves credit for things that they have absolutely no control of. And this ties in a lot with, uh, with racism, in my opinion. Because it has been this idea that, okay, I'm, I'm born, I don't know, white and good-looking and whatever the definition of good-looking is. And somehow I am taking credit for this. And I'm born in a rich family or in a developed country and this is my doing. And the reality is that, no, you had absolutely nothing to do with that. Even the fact of being born healthy, in my opinion, has nothing to do. Is there, there is no control. You are born healthy because maybe your, your mom ate well, God wanted you to be healthy, you had no problems. It's, it's not something that you can, you can t- take responsibility, you can be accountable for, so to speak. We derive self-value from from chance. So the chance, I'm born white. Okay, and now I'm white, and now I'm better than black people. Whoa, where, where did that come from? <laughs> so uh, the, 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 the colors of our skin are distributed by chance. Then we make something out of this, just out of thin air, we create value based on life's chances it, it, it's for, for for me it's so nonsensical it's, it, it just doesn't make any sense and yet we keep on doing this i've been born in austria so i'm better than people who are born in romania so by the way i'm better than you are no you are american so you are better than an austrian well you were i'm like sorry i'm years better ago. than anyone else Oh, I forgot. Yes, (laughs) come on. (laughs) This this is such a weird game. It is. This is such a weird game we are playing, you know? And and we just keep on playing it. And I don't know, we just keep on playing it. Who's making the rules? We all are. Who's the referee? We all are. We, you know, 
for me that it's I'm making the rule by adhering to it. I enforce the rule by adhering to it. By looking down at someone in this moment, I made the rule. By not inquiring my conditioning. By just simply assuming that those things are true because they give me some sense of psychological security and I cling to it. And, and so everybody, in every moment that, that I cling to a psychological security based on my skin color or based on the place on this planet that I'm born in, I make sure that things stay the same as they have been for the last, I don't know, 2000 years. So who's winning and what, what is that person winning? Psychological security. That's, that's our, you know I what I that, hear? That's our, mm-hmm. What I hear? I just hear this ego wins. My ego is fed. So yeah. my, my ego wins. Somehow I just proved that um, I'm better. I'm And um, that makes me feel better. Yeah. Everything for making me feel better. That's that's the game that we are playing. Let's take this a step further. Why does this have to make us feel better? What if this didn't make me feel better? Feeling better than other people then we probably would stop doing it. But why is it happening? Why do we have this need to feel better in these ways? A lot of people seem to learn or seem even to be conditioned that they are not good enough. Like some somehow during their growing up, they experience something that makes them feel as if they are not good enough. I have this inner idea, image of we're growing up, something happens, and that leaves a hole in us. And then the rest of our life, we run around trying to fill this hole. And yet the key is this hole we will never be able to fill it from the outside. We need to turn towards ourselves. We need to turn our attention to our inner being, find the hole, and only then, within ourselves, we can fill this hole. This, this is my, my, my inner image there. So the moment I cling to a psychological security somewhere in the outside, I could derive the idea, oh, wow, there is still some inner hole that I try to fill by clinging to psychological security or something that I, I 
think gives me psychological security. I can derive the idea, oh, there is a inner hole that still needs attention that I need to tend to. To me, it sounds a little like like a, a battle within us, filling the, the void. And most times the way we do this is with feeding our ego. It's almost like a conflict all the time trying to juggle this ego and be aware of it and why we're doing it and what is it that's missing within us and, and so on. This desire of being better than other people or performing or feeling like superior to other people, I feel like this is something that it's really just in who we are as, as human beings. And being aware and trying to rise above it is just like the battle be between our true selves and this ego that surfaces all the time. But this is how we are built. That's what I'm trying to say. This is how we are built, though, as people. Or are we not? I, I personally don't believe that we are built like this. This is just what's happening. We're constructed like this. Through our socialization, that, that's how we are conditioned. We just learn that we are not good enough. We, we are learn that somehow we are broken. You know, this, this idea of unconditional love, it's such a high goal. And so for me, it's normal to say, yeah, I learned that I'm not good enough. And I personally did learn that. And especially as a child from refugees, oh boy, did I learn that I'm not good enough because I'm not from Austrian parents. And I don't, you know, speak the dialect and I, I, I have different values and, and I live differently. So, yes, I definitely have learned that I'm not good enough and that I don't fit in and that I'm wrong. But also, for me, the freedom is to realize, oh, wow, this is something that I have learned. So it's, it's conditioned. It's not... It's not a given. I'm, I'm not, I, I can change it. And I can. I can realize that these are thoughts that my brain has learned to think. These are um, connections between synapses that have been built while I was growing up, but I can reconnect them and I can make other synapses connect our brain is really flexible. And so what we are thinking is just basically two, two synapses that, that are talking to each other. And I can, you know, restructure my brain. I can change that feeling. And, and I have not yet even talked about the spiritual side of all of this. I, I truly believe that there is something as unconditional love. It's just really difficult to find it amongst humans, but that's also for me not the place to, to look for it. And now we're entering spirituality. So, I also think we need to define what this unconditional love is because from what I see, 
even the strong love of a mother towards her baby is still conditioned at some point, no matter how you put it. I think even by using the word, it brings in certain ideas that just do not fit. It's like trying, you know, like those those wood games with like the holes and you need to fit the cube in the cube hole. Even that's what I'm trying to say with even using unconditional. It doesn't fit with anything. There's there's something else that we need to look at altogether. Thing that I see here is that we're adding a negative connotation to it. My mom wants me to go to school and do good in, and get good grades. Is that conditioned? Or is it, it is. or is just that's what I'm trying to get at. I don't want my students to get bad grades, and I don't see it as a bad thing. What it what it's bad is what you were saying last time with uh, the difference between discriminating, differentiating, and the judgment that we place on it, that is where the difference lies. Because not getting a good grade, the problem is that we are adding more to that. And, and, and what I'm hearing right now is that you're adding more to conditions. Yeah, I just don't like, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I think there are certain words that really confuse us. I don't know how else to say it. I don't mean conditioned in a bad way. For, for me, it's the realization that we are conditioned. And then I can, can look at my conditioning and then I'm like, do I want my partner to cheat? Hell no. Does he know that? Yes, he does. And that's an agreement that we both have. My whole point is to know our conditioning, to be aware of our conditioning and then to choose it freely. So there is a. So so we are talking a lot about freedom. And freedom for me is not freedom from the conditioning. For me is freedom to choose: Do I act along this conditioning or not? Do I give myself the choice? Do I? inquire into my conditioning so that I open up the space where something else can happen. When we use unconditional love in our society, we use it as a positive thing. That's what I'm trying to get at. And when we say, oh, the love is conditioned, we actually mean it as a negative. I was trying to make like a full circle, so to speak, is that Especially in the U.S., we keep on talking unconditional love, oh, oh, how nice, blah, blah. And that's what I'm trying to see. Like, do we actually know what we mean by this? Pro- probably not. As we don't know what we mean with a lot of things. Because we don't reflect on it. We don't inquire really what do we really mean and why do we mean this and why is it so important for us? One of the routines and the behaviors that we should really, really, really engage and learn our children is to inquire and not to take for granted what I believe, not to take for granted how I act, what my intentions are, just to, to really inquire that on a regular basis. This, for me, is where then freedom comes in. Because when I inquire, I can be aware of what it is. I don't need to judge it. This is my preference. 
and I act on it or I don't act on it. You know, this is where I then really can really choose. This is where really choice comes in. And not when I'm in a supermarket and then I can choose from 10 different cereals. That's not the choice. The, the real choice is, do I, do I act on this impulse? Do I know where that comes from? Um, and then I can choose if I follow this impulse or not. And this is where real freedom lies. This concludes the last episode from Adu's mini-series of podcasts exploring true innovation. How would this look? What is keeping us from following the path of true innovation? And what we can change now? You may have learned that what we think is truth actually represents a learned pattern. Synapses that got to connect in certain ways. Ways that we can change. And synapses that we can rewire. Perhaps now you feel less pressure at the expression of unconditional love. It is okay to condition as long as we don't judge. Freedom is the awareness of our conditioning. What has opened up for you from our discussions? How do you see true innovation? What would you change within yourself? Share your ideas with Madhu and email her at madhu.insiedler.at and leave your comments on her social media on LinkedIn and Facebook. Until next time, live judgment-free, love unconditionally, and stay tuned for more episodes. Thank you.